Hi, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. Yes, we have some magic for you today. We have some special magic. I have author, paranormal investigator, psychic, medium, an amazing gal all around, MJ Dixon. But before we bring on MJ, and you're going to love her, but before we bring her on, where's Patty? Where's Patty? If you are watching or listening to this, the week we first dropped, which is the week of February 27th, 2023. Yes, this second month is almost over. If you are listening to it now, I am in Australia. Right now, I am somewhere in the Blue Mountains of Australia doing this beautiful retreat and with some wonderful people. So I can't tell you any more than that. But I will be back soon. So, but there is no classes at University Magicus, but there is still some wonderful teachers. So if you're missing my Tuesday classes, go take somebody else's. Universitymagicus.com or magicu.org. And when I get back, it's go to the high seas. It's time for the dark water cruise with the Wraith Chasers, with Natalie, um, Natalie Jones, my partner in Paraflix. And we are, I just got the itinerary last week to see it's like a cruise sounds really great. But when we, besides what we're doing on the cruise, now when we're doing on all these wonderful little Caribbean islands, it's going to be amazing. So I hope you can join us. There are still some tickets left. Small, intimate, on a big, not small, intimate boat, but we will be um, for the Dark Water Cruise. It is on my information. And then back in L.A., I am doing a ghost hunt with my friend Linda the Ghost Hunter. You've probably seen her on Ellen. She is Ellen's one exclusive ghost hunter. Um, and with me, with working with Elton Castell and the uh, overnight crew, we've worked together a few times with the guys. And she's really great. And we work well together. So we are doing a seance and a ghost hunt on March 18th, 2023. It's in a little town called Mentryville. It's kind of in Valencia... It's just outside of Los Angeles, but like a half hour drive from Los Angeles. So join us. It's going to be fun and intimate and something very different. So you've seen us on the internet. You've seen us on TV. Now come play with us. So that will be, we have an Eventbrite page and we have a Facebook page, um, literally called Seance and Ghost Hunt with Linda the Ghost Hunter and Patty Negri, because that's about as clever as I can get. So other than that, I am here or there. I'm in the mountains somewhere. But you are here, and thanks for tuning in. And on April 1st, yes, April Fool's Day, back in the Valencia area, Parapod Festival. It's a Parapod. It's a paranormal convention and film festival with awards, and we're doing sky viewing at night. Um, all sorts of amazing people are there, and I'm going to be there. So the Parapod Festival, look it up. There's all sorts of great tickets available, and that is on April 1st, 2023. So I hope to see you there too. Hi everybody, guess what time it is? It is time for the yawn. Every time on cue, it's time for the Willow Report. And this Willow Report, the whole purpose is yes to tell you how Willow's doing, but it's really for me to look at my puppy. Because if you were looking at this, when it first drops, I am in Australia. I am not with this puppy right now. So I am doing this little report and putting her extra close 
so I could look at my beautiful baby that I'm probably missing terribly right now, so I could tell her how much I love her, so I could see those little kisses and see those little yawns. So love your babies. The Willow Report is I'm not with her right now, so this is the magic of video. This is the magic of technology, my favorite part of it. That's the Willow Report. Okay, for today's magic lesson, let's go back to love. Let's go back to love because everybody loves love. One of my favorite love spells and easiest love spells and most effective love spells is using something that you might have in your house. Well, if you have a cat. And if you don't have it, you can get it at the local grocery store or the local pet store. It's my catnip love spell. My catnip love attraction spell all you need to do is get some catnip again wherever you don't even have to go to a fancy occult shop or apothecary just get some catnip um get some cinnamon you could use a sprinkle cinnamon from your kitchen or cinnamon sticks put the catnip in water i use spring water you could use petrified water but just water it doesn't matter put some cinnamon into it let it sit overnight attract think about the love you want to attract now, you know how I am with love spells. I wouldn't say put it on a specific person because then you're controlling them without their permission and you just might end up in big ass trouble. But just put it out there for love. I am attracting love. And you can actually say, no, if you don't want, I'm not looking for romantic love, it actually works also to attract new friends, new other things into your life. It's catnip attraction. It's the intent you put into it. But for now, we're just going to focus on love. So while you are letting it seep and cook, I, I would warm it up a little bit, maybe boil a little bit. There's the water. There's the catnip. There's the cinnamon. It smells really yummy. Let it sit overnight. And then the next day, put it in a spray bottle, those plain old plastic spray bottle, glass spray bottles you can get anywhere. And then every night or every day for 21 days, go out outside of your house and spray some of this magical concoction on your welcome mat. Now, some of you are going, oh, I don't have a welcome mat. Spray it outside the front door. But I'm in an apartment. Doesn't matter. Everybody has a front door of some sort. Um, even if you're a room within the house, just go spray it. It smells good. It's a little bit of catnip. Doesn't smell like a lot. Cinnamon is kind of yummy. I like to, I like to spray it kind of in the shape of a crescent moon. Why not? And do it for 21 days. And every time that you're doing it, just I am pulling in love. I am pulling in a friend. I am pulling in something new. And you will be surprised. They may or may not show up at your doorstep, but you are inviting it in. You might invite some cats too, but that's okay, right? <laughs> Give it a try. It's easy and effective. Catnip love spell. Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the witching hour. Yes, that hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens whenever you happen to be tuning in. I have a very magical guest for you today. Let me introduce you to MJ Dixon. She's a paranormal investigator, a psychic medium, an author, and a paranormal television producers of shows I know you've seen from Destination Fear to Paranormal Captured to Hotel Paranormal 
and more. She also has this fabulous book I just got called Never Goodbye, Only Good Night. But let me introduce you to MJ Dixon. MJ, thank you so much for coming on my show. I am so excited to have you. Hi, Patty. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here too. Me too. So I, I just, again, I've just loved you from afar. We've only met briefly at a Paragon in Michigan, like that hello, goodbye amongst the other 2000 million people. Um, so how did you fall into this paranormal world? I just wonder, everybody's got such beautiful stories. Oh, goodness. Um, I am fifth generation crazy lady. My entire family are psychic mediums, all the ladies, and it's something that was passed down. So I grew up in a very open, very spiritual household. Um, you know, all things paranormal was pretty normal to us. And I grew up in Zimbabwe and South Africa. And out there, it's really taboo. You don't speak about the paranormal at all. And heaven forbid you speak about the fact that you can communicate with the afterlife. So it was very much kept under wraps until I moved to the UK and realized I could fly my weirdo flag really high and get into all things paranormal full time. That's beautiful. So uh, under, being a medium, understand, so you were born that way or it's in the blood kind of thing. So um, you talk to dead people. Me, me too. I get that. But how did you end up into going into let's go ghost hunting? That in itself is different. There's a lot of mediums who never in their once have walked into a haunted hospital. Well, <laughs> I, I'm clairaudient, predominantly clairaudient. And I very much wanted to prove that the voices that I was hearing was not just in my head. <laughs> I wasn't a crazy lady. And I got started with EVP work, electronic voice phenomenon. I wanted to be able to record their voices and go, hey, look, this is what I'm hearing. And so I started, I very much started early on with researching as much as I could and reading books about it. And when I came to the UK, I started delving into actual research. Um, I lived next to a very haunted hotel. It was built, the first hotel in 1325. Wow. Yes. <laughs> the current building, the new build is 1527, <laughs> the renovation. And it was also the ground of the gallows where 18 people were publicly hanged. So it's got some really cool history, some very dark history. And so I spent a lot of time in the hotel just doing EVP work. And from there, it kind of progressed. I started branching out and joining up with other people to investigate all sorts of locations and kind of rolled on from there. That's beautiful. Don't you love it? Uh, again, medium too, that... All the stuff, like what you hear, like you said, or the stuff you think you see, and all your life people believe you or they don't believe you, whatever. Now there's equipment that will prove what you've been saying or seeing the whole time. Like an SLS camera is doing the movement you're doing in another room. That makes me so happy. I am not a tech person, but nothing makes me happy. Like, yes, finally. Yep. It's not in my head. Exactly. And just to be able to show other people that communication with the other side is so beautiful that they can be a part of it too. And, you know, they don't need to be a psychic medium. Everybody has psychic abilities to some point, but you know, when you can hear them clearly and other people can't, it's really frustrating. So I do, I do tend to lean quite a bit on tech to prove it to other people. 
That's beautiful. Um, so I know this is, I have a witchy little audience. It's the witching hour that you're, a, you have a practice as well. You, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're a witch. We'll give us the title to that. So how, yeah. how did that, is that how, part of how you were raised or is that something you discovered? Um, no, <laughs> I was not raised that way. Um, well, I say that my, my family are very much natural healers and, you know, a lot of them have been doing tarot readings or tea leaf reading and all sorts of things my entire upbringing. We never considered ourselves witches. That was just our way of life. It's just yeah. generations that have been passed down, you know, that knowledge. And my my mum is a wonderful Christian lady. And my father was Greek Orthodox. And so I was christened in both churches. And I was about 10 years old and they said to me, what religion are you going to follow? And I went, I kind of like Wiccan. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I kind of want to be a witch. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just spent a lot of time learning about it and joined a coven and learned a bit more through celebrating the Sabbaths with them and, and all sorts of rituals and things. Um, I'm solitary. I do have a phenomenal altar space. I'm very lucky. And I do a lot of work with herbs and creating tinctures and potions and spells. Um, yeah, that's kind of sort of my upbringing, but not quite. <laughs> I, I get it. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so what about the book? How, where, did this, the, where, where did the book come from? It is your story, as you say, Lessons from the Afterlife. Was this inspired by you or just messages you need to get out to people? Well, I started planning to write a book over six years ago. And somebody said to me, what gives you the right to write a book? Do you have enough of a story to share? Do you have anything worth sharing? And it kind of scared me because I thought, do I know enough? Do I know enough about mediumship to explain it to somebody else? Or do I have enough experience? And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to write my story. And it is very much a story of how I came to terms with my mediumship, how I developed it, lessons that I learned from mentors, both in spirit, spirit guides, um, as well as ancestors and family members. Um, and, you know, living mentors that I met along the way. And it was such an incredible journey. And I have so many people to thank. But they all taught me such valuable lessons, whether it was developing mediumship or dealing with loss. Unfortunately, I've lost a lot of family. And I thought if my story can help somebody who is grieving or if it can help a psychic medium out there who is struggling with their development and wrapping their head around being able to communicate with the other side, or whatever it is. Maybe you just like ghost hunting and want to read about cool haunted locations, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of everything. It's a bit of a bit of witchy side. It's a bit of mediumship side. It's ghost hunting side. It's just, it's my story. And I hope it helps someone. I love that. Again, I've just started reading it, but everything I've read, I like it because there's a simplicity and I really, which is my world. I'm very simple. Uh, this beautiful simplicity look do this feel this and do I and it's everything the way I want it explained to me the way I try to explain it to other people so you know, yeah, there, was a, 
That was a big thing for me because I wanted it to come across as though I'm sitting across the table from you having a cup of coffee and telling you all of these stories and the lessons that I learned. So it is very simple. It is a collection of about 85 different stories. And they are ranging from when I was three years old upwards. And it's all my big aha moments where I went, well, hell, that's how that works. Or now I understand. Um, and it was just the way things were explained to me that really helped. So yeah. That's beautiful. So, okay. From three on to now, what is one of your really good aha moments? We love Oh my goodness moments. me. Oh, that is a really broad question. Um, oh, well, <laughs> I think, oh my gosh. I think one of my biggest aha moments was when I realized that I was actually the voice in my head that was giving me this amazing advice, by the way. I was like, oh, I give myself the best advice ever was actually my spirit guide. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I eventually uh, I met him, it was such a huge moment for me because I was like, wait a second, I have this invisible A-team on the other side that can help me with stuff? This is awesome. And from there, I really started getting more comfortable with my mediumship and, and with investigating. So that was probably one of the biggest aha moments for me. That you have help. I love it. And I, I love that you call it that you call it A team. That's in your book too. I was like, yeah, I have an A team. A -team. <laughs> it's right there. So what are some things? Um again, I know you teach as well, which is great. And I'm gonna say you're gonna to have to come teach at my school, University Magic. Yes, my people will love you, even doing a specialty thing. What is something again? I've had a lot of people new to our world that are listening, and some old pros have been doing it for decades. What is something, what is a, a tip that you would give somebody? I want to tune in, I want to learn my gifts, I want to. What are some of the like suggestions or things that you think that people could use and maybe don't do? Put away your ego. Because the ego is the part of us that goes, well, that information must have come from me. That, you know, that couldn't have been from the spirit world. Or you second guess yourself. Or you, you don't follow your intuition because you're constantly going, you're so hung up on, well, is that my spirit guides? Was that me? Was that? Just put it away. Just put it aside. And if you get a sensation, if you get a flash image, if you hear something, if you get that gut instinct, go with it. Because the more you trust it, the stronger it becomes, the more you realize what you're trusting and, and you start meeting your guides. So yeah. that would be my number one tip. <laughs> That's a really good one. And, and before you shut yourself down going, no, 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 because we are always our own worst enemies. Ah. <laughs> I used to second guess myself all the time. And then, you know, I would find out that I was right, you know, that there was actually a person by the name of John that passed away in that building in 1845. And I was going, well, damn, I knew that. I've got that information. And if only I'd written it down or, you know, just gone with it, maybe I could have got more information. Right. So go with the flow. Right. I like that. Go with the flow and, 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 uh, yeah. And trust, don't be afraid, my big is like, don't be afraid of being wrong. Because the more you're afraid of being wrong, the more you're going to be wrong. And the more you don't care if you're wrong, you're not wrong. It's, that's just how I that's look at getting out of your own way. Just, just spit it out. I call it yeah. like, like, there's a giraffe in the room. I surely shouldn't say that, but there's a giraffe in the room. And I've yep. had that literal thing. 
Um, so how do you use, I, I, again, you're obviously trained and in, in, developed this and born into it. Um, what kind of going into scary places? Cause again, especially when you do TV work, you're not going to where the fun ghosts are, but hanging from yeah. the chandelier. Cause they had their, their wedding there. You're going into the haunted hospitals and the dark places. Yeah. What kind of protection stuff do you do? Or do I you? am a very big advocate for making sure that you take time to ground yourself before doing any of this work. Doesn't matter if you're doing a reading for somebody or you know you're learning tarot or you're investigating a haunted hospital. You need to ground yourself first and foremost and set your boundaries. You know, you want to make sure that you are protecting yourself. And if that is envisioning a white light around yourself, then by all means do that. Envisioning a bubble around yourself isn't going to protect you. It's a bubble, but it's the intent, and your intent is everything. And setting your boundaries very early on that this is my space. You communicate with me during these times. You don't come to my house. You don't come into my bedroom. You, you need to set boundaries with all the work you do with the other side. Um, so for me, I usually make sure that I take some time to ground myself and protect myself, set my boundaries. And a lot of the times I work with crystals. So I'll have a variety of, you know, black tourmaline and some selenite or you know, maybe some tiger's eye, amethyst, depending on what I'm trying to achieve. And I'll keep those on me during investigations. And yeah, what's about We're it? the same, I love it. We're the same person. You could hardly tell us apart. I've got the permalane over here, the selenite over here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's selenite right there. <laughs> the tools we have it, it is is beautiful. Um, what? Okay, so just just for entertainment purposes, what has surprised you the most? Other than that, all that wisdom isn't yours, but it really is yours because it's your guide. What has surprised <laughs> you most about either your work or the other side or discovering your anything? Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that when you work with the other side, just because somebody has passed away, it doesn't mean that they don't have a great sense of humor or, you know, that their personality is still exactly the same. So if they were really boisterous and fun in this life, they're going to be exactly the same on the other side. And, you know, I've had some really fun, really lighthearted and funny interactions with the other side. Also, what surprised me was guides tend to swear a lot. Well, ah. mine do. <laughs> so I thought they're all like love and light. No, no. <laughs> they communicate with you on your level and, and you know, according to your personality. Oh, that's but, so cute. Uh, <laughs> I recently, like two weeks ago, I did an investigation of an 11 bedroom haunted inn. It was a grand old historic house and it's been turned into this beautiful inn. And I was there completely on my own overnight. And I had probably one of the best spirit box sessions I've ever had in my entire career of investigating because I had a ghost call me weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was so amusing. So it's really surprising to me just, you know, how how fun and lighthearted the other side can be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. So on the other side of that, what is, what is the scariest or one of the scary things have you ever got? Like, Oh my gosh, I'm over my head or. Oh, so many times. <laughs> um, yes. 
I have been in some situations where something was really dark and malevolent and and I didn't know how to deal with it because I am a bit, you know, like everyone's so nice. And <laughs> so when I did come across something that was trying to harm me, um, it scared me really badly. Um, I actually, it was in a place called Drakelow Tunnels and I was with a small team of investigators and I actually had something step in. Um, I didn't realize that trans mediumship was a thing then. Um, I mean, I knew of it. I just, I didn't realize how it worked. And something, a very malevolent male energy decided to take advantage that I was distracted by the location and excited and not protecting myself. And he kind of stepped in. Um, and I have very little memory of that. I yeah. vaguely remember not being able to walk properly, my voice changing. Um, and I remember saying to the people I was with, please just get me out of here. Like now, something's wrong. And when I came to, I was stood outside and just broke down crying because it, I felt violated. You know, something's taken over you. And there's, if you're not careful, that can happen. Well, and I, I think I was a bit, you know, invincible at the time like oh nothing can get to me i'll be fine i don't need to protect myself and i learned the hard way yeah anytime that i've ever had th that negative experience is when because i dropped the ball i didn't protect myself enough or i didn't set up my space exactly what you're saying it's like oops oh yeah big oops <laughs> it's so important <laughs> ah. so what What's on your bucket list? What is something that you would like to do or place? Well, I could hear you on one side. What is something you would like to do or play? Is there a place that you like just just itching to go to that you haven't got to go to yet in the paranormal world? Um, so many. There, I mean, across the states, there's Waverly Hill Sanitarium. I'd love to do that. Trans Allegheny. I'd love to go there. Uh, the Queen Mary. I mean, over here in the UK, there's numerous castles and places that I've not yet been able to explore. But my biggest bucket list is to go back to my roots. So I really want to investigate all things weird and wonderful in Africa and sort of a supernatural Africa trip. And I'm going in 28 days. <laughs> wow oh that's beautiful are you doing part of a tour or on your own or oh well because i grew up in zimbabwe and south africa i've still got a lot of family out there and i grew up with you know african cryptids and witch doctors and witches and some gormas and all these weird wonderful things out there and i took it for granted you know because you grow up with it you're like oh yeah that's fine it's there <laughs> And since I've been over here, I'm like, oh, my God, Africa is so fascinating. This is incredible. We have the weirdest cryptids and spirits and beliefs. You know, mediumship in the African culture is so different. And so I decided to take a holiday for the first time in nine years. Wow. <laughs> and I am going back home for three weeks uh, for a holiday. But I've added on an extra couple of weeks just to purely explore all things supernatural in africa for my next book <laughs> yay oh we can't wait you'll have to come back on and talk about it oh yeah, um, I love it. 
Uh, yeah, and I know you on that side of the pond. You guys take much longer vacations than us. Us <laughs> Americans, like three days. What? It's it. That's all we. Can. I know. I know. You know. I I actually thought about moving to the states, and I was like, wow, kind of like my holiday time. <laughs> we don't get it. Yeah, you know, a couple of weeks is work. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. It's it's research. Yeah. It's it's research. It's your work. It's your book. Um, and what I like again, I haven't spent that much time in the UK. A little bit. Um, last year I went to Bosworth Hall and did some stuff. But you guys, like you said, the haunted hotel from thirteen hundred. We don't have that here. We have nothing. There's there was nothing here. There was you know teepees or something. So uh, that's what fascinates me about Europe or going anywhere on you know older than America. Um, this is the oldest it blew me away when I moved to the UK honestly I mean I moved into this little cottage and I was like oh this place is so quaint and they were like yeah it's 700 years old and I was like what how is it standing <laughs> like what um so yeah I mean it blows me away every single time you know I've got a church next to my house that's built in the 1100s and now I'm like oh yeah and I have friends from America that come over and they're completely just awestruck by it. And I'm like, that's a cute church. <laughs> now I take it for granted. But yeah, it's a cool yeah. history here. Yeah, that's why I need to get back that way. Because I'm, I'm West Coast, which is even newer. So I have a little, like, it's a hundred year old house, which is ancient by our standards. And then on this half of the country, there's just nothing old. The oldest thing we have are like mining town. So then you're going to Vulture City or Virginia City or Nevada City, which is great, but that's a whole different thing. They're, they're little wood shanties and things. So that's what fascinating. So in Africa, what are you going to get? Because that was less developed as far as you don't have, you know, eight, you know, thousand year old churches. I'm, I'm going there more to explore the cultural side. So how does, mediumship differ in the African culture like what tools do they use for divination because a lot of them use bones and a lot of it stems from hoodoo and voodoo and and there's just a lot of different influences you know I mean tea leaf reading is a very big thing in South Africa but that's pretty much worldwide and I'm just so fascinated in what else they use and you know their tinctures and potions and beliefs um, there's also a particular legend, uh, a cryptid, if you will, that I am determined to go and find out more about. Well, two, actually. Tell uh, one is Zimbabwe. And it is basically Zimbabwe's version of Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. Oh. So in the um, Zambezi River, there is allegedly a serpent-like creature that is, it sounds very much like Nessie, but it's called the Nyami Nyami which is a really fun name. And I want to go and find out a bit more about it. You know, they still have statues all around the Zambezi River and Victoria Falls um, depicting the Nyami Nyami. They still, the Tonga people still make sacrifices to it every year. Um, it's very interesting. And then in South Africa, they have a two foot tall goblin-like creature called the Tokoloshi. And it's allegedly a, a little spirit that is summoned by a Sangoma, a witch doctor. Uh, legend has it that they have to use a fresh corpse to be able to resurrect this Tokoloshi. And there's actually a 
South African task force in the police, the South African police force, that is purely there to attend supernatural calls. So basically, if you phoned them and said, hey, I'm being cursed by a witch, they have to send somebody out to investigate. Or if you said the Tokoloshi stole my groceries, you'd have to send someone out. And I think it's so fascinating in a place where you can't speak publicly about paranormal investigating and you can't speak publicly about being able to communicate with the other side. Yet we have Sangomas and witch doctors and cryptids and a South African police force dedicated to it. It's just so bizarre. So I kind of want to just explore that a bit more. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, okay. <laughs> other than a trip to Africa, which will be great. Um, do you have other things coming up or things that people could come see you at? Yes, so many. It's a very busy year for me. Um, I actually kick off my book signing tour tomorrow. And I will be down at Bodmin Jail in Cornwall with another wonderful paranormal author, Mr. Richard Estep. Uh, Richard has written over 30 books. Um, everything from paranormal to serial killers and true crime. And we had investigated Budman Jail together in 2018. And he wrote a book called The Hanging Pit. And there were 52 executions that took place at the jail by means of hanging. And so we decided we were going to go back there and do our book signing. And we're investigating the jail for three nights. And we're following that up with two nights at a fantastic castle down in Cornwall as well, where we'll be spending some time to do some research for another book. And he's writing the follow-up to The Hanging Pit. So other than doing the book signings and, and radio interviews and all of that, we'll be investigating. I am taking a group of people to the inn, Mary Arden Inn in Wilmcote, where the ghosts call me weird. Um, we're going there the 24th and 25th of February. And then throughout this year, I have, oh my gosh, Sage Paracon, which is my paranormal convention that I host in England. That is going to be taking place in October. So it's the 26th to 29th of October here in England at Coombe Abbey Hotel, which is also about 700 years old. It's or 800 years old, if not more. And then we also do one in America. So we have Bell Grove Plantation in Virginia. And that's going to be the 29th of September to the 1st of October. So we've got some really cool speakers joining us there as well. That's beautiful. <laughs> yes, all friends, all friends, including say hi to Richard. I love Richard. Um, we I can't remember what we did. They kind of squished together. We were somewhere back east recently in an old hotel somewhere recently doing a paracon. But he actually, he, he did the foreword to this book, right? So he did. Richard, yeah. great. He is amazing. Uh, Richard and I have actually been working together on a really interesting research project for the last year and a half. We have been delving into psychic remote viewing. Being as though I'm here in England and he's running all over the States investigating. He will not put anything on social media. He'll send me a Zoom link for audio only. And he'll say, hey, tune in, see what you get. And he'll do a walk around the location with me on a Zoom call. And I, I give him all the information that I'm getting. And some of it's been really bizarre, <laughs> really bizarre. And he just sees what I come up with and matches that to his investigation and the history. 
and it's progressed over a year and a half to the point where I was able to pinpoint the exact house he was in. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty wild. <laughs> I nearly cried. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. We're going to actually be doing a talk about it, uh, about all of our research at Michigan Paracon this year. Richard and I'll I will be, there. be together. So we'll see Yay. you there. Yay. Oh, I'm coming to that talk no matter where I am. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, now, is he, are you just like, okay, I'm here and, or does he like psychically give you the, you know, is he trying to like work his in too? Because, you know, he, when we started, he was like, you're not allowed to read my mind. I'm like, I'm not a mind reader. I'm a psychic. <laughs> like, I can't tell you what's going through your head. So you're not giving me the information. But what I did find, because I had no idea that I could remote view like that. Um, he kind of called me up and went, hey, do you want to do it? And I went, don't know if I can, but sure, let's do it. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Put your ego aside and just go yeah. for it. Even if yeah. you don't know if you can, try. And oh, you know, the first couple of times were hit and miss. You know, I picked up on a few things. But then I realized that I could tune into his energy and pick up what was around him. And so if anyone walked within about a meter of him while we were on the call, I would start picking up on them as well. <laughs> so I've, I've picked up some interesting stuff that not even Richard knew about. That's amazing. And, and he has a big energy. He's this big, beautiful man. So I can imagine you would have to almost tap. You couldn't not, not tap into the energy of what you're doing. I don't know where he is. So there's not like, oh, okay, I'm on the Queen Mary. Let's try and tap into that location because I have no idea where he is. So my only sort of tether is tapping into his energy. And we have also decided we're going to try and progress this research a little bit more and not even have the call link. Just have him say, listen, I'm going to be at a location in two hours. Well, we're just going to have him go to a location and just say, hey, in two hours, I'm going to be somewhere. Can you tune in and tell me if you get anything without an audio link, without anything, just trying to tap into his energy? So we're, we're progressing the experiments and doing a lot, lot more transatlantic stuff. It's, it's That's fascinating. fabulous. That is fascinating. Yeah, because I've never really done that either. I mean, I'll tune in and this is over here and this and they were lost over here, but not anything like that. That's pretty It's awesome. different. And that's what I love yeah. about it. It's something I've never tried before. I didn't know that I could do it at all. I didn't know how to do it. It was kind of trial and error. And through doing this, I'm understanding more about remote viewing and I'm learning myself how to tune in and how to tap in. And it's almost like you're using a very different part of your mediumship. It's not the same as being in a location and it's very different to doing a reading for somebody. So it's been a learning curve and I hope to be able to teach people more about it so that they can, you know, try and progress that field of research even more. I am in that class or reading that book. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh my gosh, so many questions, but we do have to get going. So but you're going to have to come back. You have lots more to talk about. But tell people, now that everybody is completely in love with you like I am and intrigued by you, how can people find you, follow you, et cetera, et cetera? I, 
I'm on Facebook, MJ Dixon. I have a website, which is mjdixon.com. And you can find me through Sage Paranormal, which is more of my events that I do from paranormal 10-day holidays around the world or Sage Paracon. Um, so either of those. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing your magic to the witching hour. And you guys you get so this much. book. Get this book. You're going to love it. And you're going to learn and you're going to be entertained. Uh, so may I say never goodbye. <laughs> Only good night. Only good night. <laughs>